Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, just kind of doing things very differently, um, totally breaking the rules, uh, at least for me. Um, I've got a bunch of women from the South, and I guess what we can do is just introduce everybody, and uh, so just give your name, your team, and more importantly, what you're drinking tonight. So we'll start with you, Marie. Me? Okay. Uh, so Marie Grigg, um, I play with Outsiders, uh, now both women and co-ed. Um, I'm drinking Waterloo sparkling water. <laughs> I don't drink at all, so nice as exciting as i get we'll we'll do enough for you don't even worry about it definitely yeah, covered yeah <laughs> all righty and then next uh how about you alicia you go i am alicia and i was going to play on illusion this year a new team formed in the east and we'll see tbd to determine if we're going to actually play or not this year hopefully so but we'll see and tonight i'm drinking el gran pepinillo the beer with pickle flavor and pepper flavor so a little bit different why <laughs> beer and pe- uh, beer pe- uh, pickles and pepper flavor yes yeah everyone on this call except for maybe marie one? is going to be on board with that well no so how does it compare to that one pickle beer that came out last year the this one actually, one. I think, yeah, probably this one. This one came out probably before their beer did, and I actually like this one better. But then they came out with a spicy beer, and I haven't had that one yet, so it might be closer to this one. But I, I prefer this one. Yeah, because Vaughn looked for that beer. He missed the whole launch party thing that they had and regretted it, and he finally found it. I don't know, maybe January, like just uh, real recently, and it was. The highlight of his life, I think. So, and then he saw the spicy ones <laughs> coming out. So, I've been, I, I purchased alcohol once in my life, and it was for New Year's Eve, I think. And it's still mostly in my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. It's still there. And but I have been looking at every single store for that, whatever pickle beer for him. Finally found it at Central Market or something. Someone else found it. I didn't. So anyway, now I know there's another one out there, and I can find it for him. Yeah, I'll save you some. Huh, pickle beer. I'll have to try that. Um, well, I guess before Illusion, um, what were you, Alicia? Bionic last year? Bionic Bionic last year, and then I also ended up playing in the South with three just random kind of teams put together, whoever needed an extra team last year. Gotcha. And uh, how about you, Becca? Um, I'm Becca May play for poison and i'm drinking um black box merlot because i had to stock up on wine just in case louisiana stopped choosing to sell alcohol so box wine and eight other bottles of red so was that and you so classy (laughs) was that a warning or are they actually gonna (laughs) stop selling alcohol in louisiana like, are they actually going to uh, stop doing that, or is it or they're thinking about it? It was a rumor yesterday. Like, someone at work came up to me and was like, hey, I saw on Facebook that they're going to stop the sales of alcohol in Louisiana, because Louisiana is, like, one of the fastest spreading rates per capita, meaning, like, for population for our state and everything. Um, like, they are 
Lieutenant Governor told us literally, what, two days ago or yesterday, that by April 2nd, we would have no ventilators available um, in New Orleans Parish, New Orleans Parish. So the spread is so bad in South Louisiana and it's coming up to like where I'm at, Northeast Louisiana, um, quickly. And so, um, yeah, when they talked about alcohol sales not happening in the state of Louisiana, I freaked out and I went to the store immediately after work, all the hand sanitizer and bought eight bottles of wine, another box wine of red and a six pack of the boot beer, a beat of boot because it's delicious. Plus I'm supposed to have a 15 bottle of wine being shipped to my house here in Louisiana about know at what time. And so between when I get my shipment and now, since everything's delayed, I was freaking out because I have to go to work and not have wine when I come home. Like I, I don't know how to process and de-stress or anything else without it. Cause it's, a, it's essential. I'm so proud to essential. call you a friend, Becca. <laughs> Like, you don't realize that you're stressed at work until you get home, and all you can think of is the bottle of wine you're going to open that day and have a glass of it. Like, then you're like, oh, shit. yeah, I was pretty stressed that day. We'll do a, an emergency run at Texarkana. Yeah, we're going to talk about, like, right? offline. My mom, she's, she's like, my mom is sending me a shipment of, like, um, a box, like, a, basically, like, a, I don't know, a gift box of hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes. Um, pine saw, so I can wash my scrubs and pine saw, apparently it kills the virus, and like some other like stuff that I cannot find in my town ever since the whole outbreak happened. I mean, I live in a house with no hand sanitizer because I wash my hands with soap and water on a regular basis. I never use hand sanitizer. Like, but now like when you go to the store, or the grocery store, or, you know, gas station, or you know, things you have to do in order to like process and live to go to work and stuff, I need hand sanitizer for those purposes to keep myself healthy so I can keep my patients healthy. But um, my mom, she's sending me like a little gift box of goodies of all the sanitizer stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. what, what do you do for a living, uh, Becca? I'm a physical therapist. Um, so right now I'm doing travel PT, meaning that I'm traveling across the nation um working three month contracts pretty much at a time so going from like state to state and so i've been in northeast louisiana since january 9th and my contract here doesn't end until april 30th and then i go home for two weeks before i take another contract which i was hoping to go to new england area like massachusetts maine new hampshire something like up, up there for the summer um so we'll see what happens with that plan um but I'm currently working in a skilled nursing facility, which is a nursing home with a skilled therapy, PT, OT, and speech. And so I do the physical therapy part for all the all my grandmas and grandpas in my facility. So we don't have any COVID in our facility right now, but the potential has just started as there's four cases in Winthrow, Louisiana, um, as of today. Um, so it's coming. And so my facility is just preparing and I'm making my plans of what I need to do to keep myself safe, to keep my grandmas and grandpas safe in the process. Cause once we start having to treat those patients, that's when everything is going to just like go crazy. Gotcha. Yeah. That's where I was ultimately leading to is like, if you have exposure to people that are in contact with it, or if it's, um, it's kind of very foreboding just to say like when it comes, um, and we can talk about like how we're all 
kind of adjusting to this whole thing. Um, but there's still two more people to, to introduce and hear what they're drinking. And we'll go with you, uh, Deanna. What do you, uh, why don't you go ahead? All right. I'm Deanna Darns. I, wor- I uh, work for, I play on Lone Star. I'm drinking uh, the Salty Lady. It's a Martin House Brewery beer, the one that does the pickle beer that Vaughn was after last time. Huh. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to, maybe I'll revisit this whole pickle beer thing. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I went to the launch. It was good. So good. Good. Well, last but definitely not least, and first to the uh, podcast, Jen. Hey, it's I'm Jen Woodley. I play on Lone Star for both women's and co-ed, and I am drinking. I don't know. Hold on. Um, Doble de Diez, um, product of Spain. I don't actually have any idea what kind of wine it is, but I knew it was red, so I poured it. Um, very good. Highly recommend. Awesome. And I'm actually drinking Sing Tao Pilsner or Lager. So cheers. Probably not going to be drinking nearly cheers. as much because talking is hard cheers. and drinking, but cheers, everybody. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, so the whole rationale behind just drinking and podcasting, I mean, the world's ending, so I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> but on that happy note, um, I guess... My favorite. Yeah, so I kind of got this idea um, recapping um, the round one, the only recap that I did. Um, and That you could do. What's that? Yeah, that I that I yeah. could do, and that's that's the kind of thing. Is like so. I mean, during this time, I'd be maybe doing two episodes a week. It'd be recaps, talking about dodgeball. Yay, everybody's happy. And then the interviews on Friday. And um, since that's not hap- that's not happening, um, what I am seeing is a bunch of just uh, Zoom calls. Um, and I almost I think I almost found my way into one, Becca, um, that you were doing last week. Um, is this is this life now? This is what you guys are doing to pass the time, or like how is uh. How are we all coping with this? All these changes and all all this nonsense. I mean, we're still drinking. So that I hasn't changed. Sure. I mean, we are. In case no, you were still... worried. <laughs> but now it's just, you know, at a distance, a social distance, if you will. Yeah, so I guess... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I still got to play uh, Ring of Fire, like King's Cup, via Zoom today. So, you know, we're, we're making things work, I would have to say. And you just, didn't you just come back from Thailand? Bali. Bali. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And if I didn't have to, if like Ruby, my dog, my little sweet pepper wasn't here, I would have stayed and just risked it. I'd have been fine with that. Was Bali just for fun or can't imagine it was for work or. No, this time it was not for work. It was just for fun. This is a trip that I've been wanting to go on for forever. Um, and then when the COVID came, you know, really got to the forefront of the news and became an issue, we had to make the decision, do we go or do we, you know, or tr- postpone the trip? And there was zero chance I was postponing the trip. So we went and I, it, it was absolutely incredible. I'd gone 15 times over. Nice. Was it weird coming back to the States and just seeing how things were changing over here or were you just? It of- was nuts. Absolutely crazy. Cause Alicia posted, uh, the day before we were supposed to get back, there was an eight hour wait at customs. And I told her, I was like, listen, I can figure out how to use a parachute. Just let me parachute out of the plane. I'll land somewhere. I'll let you figure out where I'm at and you can pick me up. 
I don't care how that happens. I'll make it work. We ended up getting back where they were only allowing three flights into DFW that entire day. So it, I mean, we were, I was, you know, picking up my bags and at my car within 30 minutes of deplaning. It was not, but it, it's been, it was, um, it was an adjustment coming back because people were already in crisis mode and I'm still on vacay mode where I'm like, you know, Hey, you want to get together and have drinks? And that, you know, obviously not an important part of our day to day. Yeah. It's, uh, it finally hit home to me two weeks ago, week and a half ago, um, from all the cancellations of sporting events from round two being postponed, it was what really did it for me was, um, I don't know if any of you guys watch, um, last week tonight with John Oliver by chance. Mm -hmm. So he did one, Yeah. his final episode, he's like doing it in a room somewhere without a studio audience and without like just any real of the traditional aspects of the show. And then, um, it was really eerie running like, um, I don't know, like a scene out of um, I Am Legend. And he said when he signed off, like, don't know when we'll see you, but uh, hopefully it'll be soon. And I was like, the heck does that mean? Like, what do you mean soon? Like, this is just really strange. Um, but one of the ways I've been coping is, is dodgeball, talking about it on the podcast at least. And um, it's really cool seeing like how creative people have, have been getting to stay social, um, going back to all these Zoom calls and seeing it on my feed. Um, kind of want to go to, I guess we'll kind of go reverse order. Um, so Deanna, like, how have you, how's, how are things and how have you been coping with, with COVID? Yeah. Work's been crazy. Uh, I'm a genetic counselor. So while I get to still see my patients, I get to do telephone consults or telemed visits, sort of similar to zoom conferences or Facebook. It's just been crazy. Uh, the patients are of course all scared, but they still need to come in to have their appointments. They're pregnant. So there's added, uh, fear with that. Also, you kind of don't see me unless there's something going on. So there's already an issue um, in that case um, from the onset. So it's been a lot of adjusting, trying to get used to dealing with patients and dealing with this type of fear and having to ask them questions before they even step foot in the building. Who have they been around? What have they been exposed to? They're not allowed mm -hmm. to bring their significant other or any other family members with them whatsoever to um their appointments. So that of course adds a lot of stress and difficulty. So you're kind of managing that plus whatever is going on in their pregnancy, plus whatever I need to counsel them about uh, from a genetic perspective. So it's been kind of all over the place. Um, but I've been, been, been fortunate to be able to work from home. So I'm safe here in my little area. Um, and I get to talk to my patients and have this uh, and carry the same caseload that I have probably even more so actually because a lot of patients have been requesting to do as much as they can from home rather than to come in. Gotcha. So it's been crazier actually. Yeah. So even though you're working mm -hmm. from home, it's been crazier. One more time, Steve. So even though you're working from home, it's, it's been crazier in terms of like workload and like definitely what the work day looks like. It's a lot more. I think I, like I said, added a lot more patients because more wanting to stay home or they have other questions about how this relates to their pregnancy and having to answer those types of questions. And so, yeah, it's been, an overload right now. Thanks. Well, um, how about you, Alicia? What are you doing to cope with COVID-19? Uh, it hasn't been too differently, but I mean, the one thing that I'm having to adjust to is working from home. This is the first time I've ever actually been able to work from home, but I 
work for a electric company. So it's a, it's a 24 hour facility that I work at. And it was a little bit of a concern whether they were going to keep us there. And then they, they finally said that if you could work from home, you could work from home. So that was a little bit of relief for me. But even then, if, if power goes out for a lot of customers, a huge storm goes through Texas, you know, I mean, tornado, big thunderstorm, anything, we might still be called into the office. And that's a little bit scary when you don't know if it's going to be 50 people or 100 people and who they've come in contact with. And it, it just gets you thinking about stuff that you might not have thought before. So it's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, so I was, I was very like anti, um, not anti, but just felt like this was a lot of like hype and we we're just overreacting for a while. And then, like I said, it wasn't until like maybe two and a half, two weeks ago, where I was like, okay, this, this could be really a big deal. And then, um, Troy posted something about like how I might be fine with COVID, but I might give it to somebody else. And that's when I really started to understand and respect the whole, like stay away from people. But then, um, it's like you said, like if you get called into work and you're exposed to 50, hundred people, like it sounds like one of those guys has it, like somebody has it and you just got to just have that really weird, like, I don't want to say like paranoia, but just kind of keep your distance and such a weird way to, to think, um, lately. Uh, how about you, Marie? What, what are you, how are you coping with, uh, with COVID? Um, so we, our life is significantly different because we have the kids home all day. So the schools, uh, we were in spring break and middle of spring break they decided that they were going to close down the schools um, for three weeks so april 3rd was the date actually it was just one week and then like the next day it turned into indefinitely and they're going to revisit it on april 3rd um so we have six kids in school plus hudson here home and i work from home i've worked from home for the last four years um so we are used to managing Hudson and trying to, you know, work around him and find quiet time and whatever. Um, but now we're also trying to get all the kids set up with their various teachers and systems that they all use and their new Chromebooks that they got from the district and making sure that they know what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing it and managing that whole process through the day. Uh, the first week I was out of work because um, I had just had my surgery. This week I went back to work. So trying to juggle getting them with all their school stuff and trying to work at the same time. Um, so by the end of the day, you know, we're eating at home pretty much all the time. I've been trying where we usually are never home. I mean, we're usually at an appointment um, or at one practice or another. So we're, we're never home, we eat out every meal and we're actually home eating and cooking and playing card games and stuff like that. So it's, it's really um, nice for us, but it is extremely stressful um, as well, trying to keep track of everything and keeping the kids happy as much as possible um, given they can't go out and see their friends or you know, do much. And on top of that, it's been raining here most of the days. We actually had a nice last few days, but it's been raining and soggy and miserable outside too. So even going outside wasn't too much of a, a help for the last two weeks either. Oh, so 
it's been pretty crazy around here. Yesterday, Vaughn and I had a night off where we didn't have the kids here other than Hudson. And so we were like, oh man, it'd be so nice to be able to go out somewhere. Um, but there's really nowhere to go out to. So still here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this is not going to last too long, but it's, I wonder if it's making people just kind of like try to find like the silver lining, like, okay, we're spending more time together. Um, going back again to these like zoom calls and just finding creative ways to like pass the time and then just trying to get an appreciation of what we all have, how we like, how we can. And, um, I just, I just really wonder like, and maybe we can save this for later. Just like what a, what a post COVID-19 world is going to look like, like how much of this is going to change us. And are we going to come out of this with like a better appreciation for each other and this sense of community? But, um, kind of want to get off of this topic and talk about dodgeball and um, some of the happier things. But um, before I do that, Becca, I wanted to come swing back to you. Um, what goes on in these zoom calls? Like, do you guys play games or you just kind of hang out? Like, how do you, how do you be social from a distance? Um, also, this is just, just so you guys, so I, I, Oh, good. I was actually on a zoom call right before I got on here. Um, because my friends, I have a lot of extroverted friends and, we just love to socialize just in general. So if we're not going to happy hour, we're meeting at the bar, we're going to do some activity, we're going to dinner, like we're on a normal basis, like this is what we, what we do. So now we go to social distancing where everyone's at their homes. Like myself, my friend Katrina, like some of people were just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I we can't stand being alone. And like right now, I mean, I currently live alone in Louisiana. I stayed away from all my fans, friends and family. So this is actually like, awesome to me for the fact that I actually get to see all my friends and family via Zoom or FaceTime or anything way more, even though I've been gone since January <laughs> because of the virus. So I'm not saying I'm ever thankful the virus sucks. I hate it. I'm wearing it for it to go away. But I'm hoping that everyone will continue to like Zoom and FaceTime and all that kind of stuff as I'm on my travels, you know, the, the rest of this year, next year and everything else. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we do drinking games. We play um, Codename. I played Codename the other day with um, Maylene mm -hmm. and Jackie and Tina and Jen and Christy and uh, Dee and I don't remember who else from there. But but we played that. that was a, that's a big thing, apparently, somewhere, Codename. Um, uh, we made up, like, drinking games you can play virtually you know because usually you have like cards or whatever it is so we i just like made up a drinking game that we that we play we've done um fmk <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> like, i was waiting yeah. i was waiting on that one becca f f word mary kill <laughs> i appreciate that Try for, not thank you for the censoring opportunity there yeah mm -hmm. uh where you give like three people that all everyone knows and you say like who you're going to f who you're going to marry and who you're going to kill and then how you're going to kill them which makes it even more fun very important that's a, that's a cool <laughs> the murder is very important yeah yes. it really so, is you learn a lot about somebody whenever you learn how they're going to kill them i'm telling yeah. you yes um we've done a couple <laughs> netflix parties um even netflix parties where there's drinking games associated to it like ferris bueller highly recommend ferris bueller with your friends while you're drinking the drinking game that goes with it you will be drunk by the end of the movie guaranteed 
so do you guys all start the movie at the same time and or like do you screen share and, and watch it or so the netflix party is where you have they set up a link that you your their party whoever's in the party can click that link and then everyone can be on the same netflix show or movie or whatever it is and any person they have like a chat panel that comes up too so you can chat within oh. the panel um, and then to, you know, any person that's linked up can either pause it, rewind it, fast forward it, play, whatever it is. So you can interact with your friends while you're watching the same show or movie or whatever it is. That's cool. So that, and that's a th like thing. I know nobody is happy that this virus is here. And like you said, like you absolutely hate it and want it to go away. But going back to just like trying to get the positive out of this and just trying to find new ways to interact with each other especially for people like in your case where you're kind of cut off from, you know, the main body of, of, um, I don't want to say like dodgeballers, but like the social circles that we all have, like, um, you know, there's some outliers out there and to be able to kind of bridge that gap with these new things that are coming out. That's like kind of a plus. Um, sorry, Deanna, I'm going to put you on the spot. So you were laughing. Um, <laughs> quite, yeah. When I think they mentioned something about, um, killing or murdering and you just kind of seemed to lose it. So can you, Oh, Explain well, Jen and please. I have played that game many a Sunday brunches where the champ was flowing. And so we had quite a good time. And so our favorite part is the different way you would kill someone. And so that's what I was laughing about because sometimes, again, you want to play with uh, or give names of people that you know. Sometimes that's dodgeball people as well. We won't mention those people. Of course not. Because it's a Sunday thing and it's not Sunday. But And there, it's not it's not Sunday. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's what I was cracking up about, just inside jokes about who we would kill. Kim. Well, and to be, I mean, to complete transparency. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> it, well, yeah, complete transparency. If you're brought up on Sunday and I'm killing you, usually you're going to die by fire. Sometimes, mostly on a boat. I usually find a way to, like, in incorporate a boat into this. So you usually die on a boat. And fire. In case you're wondering, and and fire, yeah, for sure. So if ever I'm on, ah! if I'm ever on a boat with you and there's fire, I I messed up somewhere in life and I oh yeah, run, run. It's definitely a Swim, gross point fart. reference. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Deanna? And just for the rest of you, I'm going to ask how you would prefer to kill people. So just be ready. Gatorade and antifreeze. Okay. Mm, yeah, I've heard that one before. Gatorade and antifreeze. No one can see Marie's face right now. Exactly. She's horrified. She is so horrified right now. <laughs> that looked more like, kind of like me, like just how? Can you... Uh, you can't can... taste it. <laughs> it's hard to come up on an autopsy unless you know what you're looking for. Wow, okay. <laughs> so you put antifreeze in the Gatorade and then just watch what happens? Or... <laughs> this is getting dark real quick. Um... Becca, how about you? How would you uh hurt somebody? How would I kill somebody? Yes. Let's see. Depends who it is. Um, if it was Brennan, I would flight kill his forehead. Um, that's just payback. Um, oh my! <laughs> Dana, well, he tried to flight kill me, oh and my I was the only person. I was like, dude, what the? Fuck? And so, sorry, excuse it's okay. me. Dude, what the heck? And so I basically just like tossed the ball I had in my hand and it actually nailed him in the forehead in the middle of his fight field. So 
Uh, but I would probably do that with a ninja star. So I would flat kill him with a ninja Ooh, star. Oh, nice. His forehead. Stylish. Yeah. Yeah. Some flair. I like that. Usually when I'm killing someone, is usually with something sharp. Good to know. Yeah. Um, Good to know. Never going to upset you guys, ever. Um, <laughs> how about you, Alicia? I'm probably the torturer of the group. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be, be long and bad. You just don't want to know. Just, just don't even. <laughs> don't spend too much more time on this, but um, Marie, I mean, do you have a dark side in you? Her face! I can't handle Marie's face right now. That's the face that she done messed up. Okay. I just said, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever thought about how I would kill somebody. I would probably accidentally knock them off a cliff. Accidentally. Well, <laughs> you have four solid uh, resources here in the case you ever need. Um, okay, if I ever need ideas, I'll know who to go to. We got you, girl. I may have to delete this segment. Just, I don't. I don't want this coming back to me in some way. But also, yeah, good to know. Never, never gonna mess with you guys. Um, where was I going before that? Amazing. Uh, yeah, that was uh, oh, the games you guys play on on these Zoom calls. So, man, they must be making a lot of money right now. Um, Citrix is probably killing it. Um, I guess we can go to like some of the crowdsource questions because I have no idea where these, where these are gonna go. And it looks like I got a few of them. So we'll kind of just go maybe in order. Um, and we'll start with you, Marie. Uh, so Mark Hill Stokes asks, um, if there was a dodgeball movie, what actresses would you have play for yourself? So who would play you? Marie. Unmute. Okay, there we are. Um, I saw this come in earlier. I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, I thought like probably Renee Zellweger, but I don't know. That sounds silly. <laughs> Jen, <We> just... <laughs> no, Jenna has the faces. <laughs> no. Not Bridget Jones, no. No, not Bridget Jones. But oh. if that's Renee Zellweger. <laughs> I know, I don't know. I thought maybe Cameron Diaz, but that doesn't make any sense either. Ooh. I don't know. Okay with that one. We're we're gonna go with that one. We gotta keep going up. (laughs) Keep going up. There was only one way to go, and that was up. So no, that's not a lie. Okay. I mean, we just talked about like how you guys would kill other people, so I I feel like we can't really get any more awkward than that. So. No, Steve. I I really I need you to understand. This is a conversation that we have most of the time when we get together, like, how's your week going? You want to play FMK? And then you really get a sense for who is really messed up that week. Yeah. Okay, it's a good, it's like, it's like projecting a little bit. It works. It's fine. That's how you get to know people. Um, how about you, Alicia? Who would play you? Uh, I'm going to go with Emma Stone. She's kind of quirky and weird and random, but she can be real too. Nice. I'm not going to ever unhear the torturing thing, just without even hesitation. Just, wow. I'm the torturer of the group. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just my no, name's Alicia. No, no hesitation. And, Hello, Alicia. Give me a drink. Becca, who would play you? Um, 
I was just looking up some actresses, actually. I'm like, what are some uh, beautiful plus-size women? (laughs) And I'm going to say Ashley Graham. Yes. Yes, Becca, that's a good one. Ashley Graham. Thank you, Google. (laughs) Thank Mm -hmm. you, Google. Who just did that? Um, I can't do it. Just roll their R's. The uh, man, I wish I could. Ah, was Jeremy nice. can't either. Nice. I uh, <laughs> maybe I'll use that to censor the bad words if there's any more of them. Oh, listen, I'm available. Gur, this was a growl. That's what it was. Okay. Gur, yeah, that's um. That was great, Steve. Thank you. Gur. And the best part is for Nailed those of you that are listening, I'm. You can actually see me on film, so I look just as awkward as I always am. <laughs> And I can't hide it, so you're all welcome. Um, I'm looking up Ashley Graham now. And, okay. What's she known for? I will go down this rabbit hole later. How about you, Deanna? Who'd play you? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Denai Guerrera, who plays Michonne from The Walking Dead and from Black Panther. Who did she play in Black uh, Panther? She's the the head of the Nezroir, so the lead... The, Shaved head. There's one you see the the whole time, pretty much, for the women warriors. Okoye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she was a um, a, a man. I can't tell. I she was awesome. I was gonna say a a ba, but that just sounds even more lame, and I can't hide my face, so I'm just gonna sink down a little bit. Almost <laughs> sink. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should have had a couple of beers before this one. I could have loosened up a little bit. Probably. <laughs> Well, yeah. wow, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. You got plenty of time, Steve. I know. We're we're getting there. Um, I'm only maybe about a third in. Um, how about you, Jen? Who would play you? Yeah, I'm really bad when it comes to actresses and movie things of any of that kind of nature. So, D, you might have to help me on this one. You can talk amongst yourselves. Before. We should have talked about Yeah, this I know. No, we can come back to that, but I... Huh? Reese Witherspoon. That's who I was thinking I in my head. I was thinking Reese Witherspoon because of her accent. And she's rude. a cute blonde, blue-eyed girl. Rude. <laughs> on the country. We don't know. Okay, okay with that. Really blonde, sometimes it's, hey, this is serious. We're going we're gonna to hurt you. Yeah. You're going to die in a fire. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Just fire and yeah. boats. That is... Y'all, I can make that work. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. So, Steve, the answer to your question is Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which I think of that movie was it Election? I never saw it, but I saw like trailers where she's like, she's got this really dark side to her. And I can kind of see it. I'd have to maybe look at that trailer again. Um,. Let's see. Next question from Eli. Um, ask them all. Okay, you got it. Starting from you, Jen. Um, so we kind of talked about like how COVID nineteen's affected affected us all, but how is not having dodgeball currently affected you? So, I mean, is it just at yeah. So I had or? this conversation. I had this conversation the other day with uh, Christy. I want to say that I I have really relied on dodgeball to be such a crutch in terms of my social life. 
Um, obviously, I, I've got great friends outside of it, but I most of my week is uh, centered around a dodgeball activity, whether that's practice, um, leagues, happy hours with my dodgeball friends. You know, so it's I, I work from home like Marie, and I've been doing this for about three years now. So my day to day is not so significantly impacted, but I, it's been really difficult um for somebody as social as I am to not play you know and so I've been trying to figure out ways I I y'all I'm not I'm not happy about this I put an x on the outside of my barn and I've been throwing at it because I didn't know what to do with myself so all I've been doing like I'll go out there with my dog and I'm throwing balls against a wall and I know the people driving by are looking at me like oh there she goes again what so I've been trying to like keep it in I it's hard. It's hard being me in this world right now. But, you know, so it's, uh, I'm making it work. Destruction Um, and famine, but okay. (laughs) It's so real, y'all, that, you know, it's being uh, an extrovert dodgeball player, whenever all of that's been taken away is difficult. But thankfully, Marie, obviously, I wish you could be more a part of my life. You have a lot going on. But I have three other women on this call who are very uh, helpful in that regard. So thank God for them. That's actually really cool that you're um, still throwing. I haven't thrown anything in a very long time except for tantrums and just sad parties with myself. Yes, I've been. Okay, but the reason for that is that I went to go throw a, a toy for my dog and it hurt my arm. And I was like, oh, we can't do that. Like I'm about, you know. We, we can't let that continue to happen. So I, I kept decided to throw and you know, I put a couple of X's, maybe like a high and a low, but that's fine. Don't tell anybody else. I mean, I won't say anything after this. That's fine. Um, that's still cool though. I might, maybe I'll have to do that because I was actually thinking about like, what's like, are people keeping in shape? Are they doing the best they can with what they have? And then if so, what is like, if we were to, play dodgeball tomorrow like how broken would half of us be how slow would some of us be so that's that's gonna be an interesting build-up once we actually find out when all this is uh over with but um so same question for you uh Deanna how has not playing dodgeball affected you well I'm an introvert so I'm gonna be opposite of Woodley and the fact that I'm okay no change <laughs> so, I'm, I'm okay being at home especially with work being so crazy I get to just decompress at home I've cleared out some space in my living room so I can work out. I do kettlebell workouts quite a bit. And so that's what I've been doing. And of course, I stocked up on beer, not to the excess that they have as far as wine is concerned. I don't have a Monday, Tuesday, uh, six pack (laughs) going on, but it hasn't been as stressful for me, but that's also not my personality type. So I'm sure once we get months into it, then maybe there will be a situation. But right now, especially since we actually did get to uh, we're fortunate enough to have a round. Um, I'm okay. You got yours in. Um, that's funny. You're like, yeah, no change. I'm already introvert, so man. <laughs> I got a book. <laughs> yeah, reading is uh, it's cool. I don't know why I said that. I love to read, so I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I'm. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's neat. Um. Yeah, I have no problem being an introvert and 
like I said, the only thing that I'm having a hard time with is just not playing dodgeball because I used to burn a lot of calories and I have not changed my diet and I'm feeling the effects already after a week and a half. So I need to, I need to be careful. No more snacks for you. Um, no, I'm going to maintain the same amount of snacks. Snack? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> snacks are the I'm best. I'm not playing with you right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Becca, we kind of talked about this a little bit, um, but we'll, we'll revisit it. So how has not playing dodgeball affected you? I guess like actually playing or, I mean, a bit of a different situation for you maybe because of the distance. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, like Jen mentioned that my, a lot of my social life was playing dodgeball. I mean, yes, I have friends outside of it too that I had a great social life with as well. But I mean, we had Monday practices, Tuesday league, when we had tramp, Wednesday tramp, Thursday league, and then it's the weekend. <laughs> and so, I mean, going from like three to four days a week playing dodgeball and socializing that every day to um to nothing at all like i have nothing to do after work and that's been since january since i moved to louisiana um monday through friday i go to work i come home i catch up with my shows which usually i have like a long you know list of dvrs at home that i haven't caught up with my roommates are like oh you gotta watch this show or this series of netflix i'm like when i have time which is never because usually i have plans after work which is almost always dodgeball so going from having dodgeball almost every day during the week time to not having it all, it was like, well, what do I do with my time? It's like, I actually started a puzzle hmm. because I don't know what to do after I watch my shows. So I started a puzzle <laughs> in my house because I don't have dodgeball oh, nightmare. or anything else to do. So it's like, um, I'm hanging out with my, I'm, I'm staying in an Airbnb right now. And so I hang out with my host family who just like literally is like a hundred feet away from my house. Like I'm in their guest house, if you will. And so like today I hung out with them with their kids, just drinking and enjoying the sunshine and just catching up on things. Like that's my social interaction, if you will. And even then we're still like 10 feet away from each other, you know, hanging as we're hanging out. So, um, but it's just, it's interesting because I went from, having things every single day of the week to having nothing to do after the end of the day. And when I went to round one, I literally had not thrown or touched a dodgeball of any type since like December, since our league ended, our, our rec league ended in December. So it was kind of like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but here it goes. <laughs> Hopefully motor memory will help. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I miss it a lot. I, I mean, I've missed it since before the whole COVID thing. I've been missing it since January, you know, since I moved, moved state. And there's nothing here. And I'm not as dedicated as Jenna as to throw it at X on the wall. <laughs> I feel like that'd just be good, like, good way to take out your frustration and anger. Just letting, letting out the, uh, the aggression and pent-up nonsense. But um, how about you, Alicia? What do you, what do you? How has not playing dodgeball affected you? I think it's been a good break for me. I, I'm kind of half and half. Sometimes I, I really like the social scene. And, I mean, we we all play dodgeball and go out and socialize, usually go to the bar after dodgeball and do a little bit of that. But I also like just going and staying at home. And so it's kind of been a nice change for now, kind of relaxing a little bit and, kind of the same thing with Becca, like 
I hadn't touched a dodgeball until the crush tournament. And so having, having a few months off, it was really, really nice. But then getting back into dodgeball, the league started up with the new year and getting back into the dodgeball scene, gearing up for the USA tournaments. It was, it was different, but kind of what you expect for the year. And then all of a sudden everything's canceled and it's like, Oh no, I don't know when we're going to get back onto the court or have a dodgeball tournament. So it's really different. And especially for me, I was planning on going to the East this past weekend and playing in Boston. And even a couple of weeks ago, that wasn't going to happen. So different. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot easier if like we knew how long this would last. Like, okay, we just missed rounds one and two, but three will be here in July or what have you. But even just not knowing makes it a lot harder. Um, how about you, Marie? So I think, I mean, you, you've been out of it for a while, so you just got back in, right, uh, for round one? Or how has not playing affected you? I mean, I've been playing consistently <clears throat> during our, you know, local stuff um, for a while. And starting in December was when I started to have um, really bad problems with my spine and I shouldn't have been playing. I had no business doing anything. It was not safe for me, um, but I was anyway. And so this is actually a good break for me. I'm not supposed to be doing, since my surgery, <clears throat> I'm not supposed to be doing any form of exercise for three months and then six months um, before any kind of contact sport. So um, not having everybody else be playing is really nice for me so that otherwise I would be either just sitting there on the stands watching everyone play and like I would probably at least get up and throw a ball especially since I'm feeling so good after surgery I would be putting myself at risk uh knowing myself or I would be just there miserable watching everybody else or hearing everybody else go to the different rounds and not be able to participate um so I'm kind of like everybody else is with me in the same boat even though I'm not able to play it's kind of it makes it easier for me Gotcha. Yeah. Again, it's like finding those, like the silver lining aspect of, of not being able to play. Definitely good that you're not like risking, um, making your situation worse though. Um, all right. So we actually took a quick break just because, um, since there are so many of us, um, there are some good questions here that I don't want to gloss over. There are also some ones that we can probably just, uh, one or two of you can answer. But during this break, we decided that because I'm so awkward and because you guys can see my face and I can't hide behind this mic anymore, we're going to play a little bit of a drinking game. So um, who came up with the rules? I think it was you, Becca. Yes. So go ahead. What, what, are, what are we so, doing? Uh, rule one, number one, when we think Steve is being a lightweight, we all drink. Okay. And uh, rule number two, when we make Steve feel awkward or blush, we also drink. He's blushing. I see it. We drink, haven't even established drink. the rules. Uh, drink. Drink. <laughs> we also took a drink because they had to get more booze. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, we, it's going to be one of them. Well, you guys all <laughs> reloaded, so. <laughs> so, um, blushing, that's going to be fun because you can actually see my face. And then awkward, I mean, when am I not? So, I'm probably going to be hammered by the time this is over with. Um, but here we go. So, um, Welcome to the South. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to freaking March, 2020. Um, God, what a long year this has been, but, um, so resuming with the questions. Um, so Eli asked, um, 
Let me just real quick go through this one. Um, what city or cities would you think is a good place to hold a tournament in the future, regardless if there are teams in your regions there or not? Cough, cough, Tampa. He really seems to be holding on to this Tampa thing. Um, he has to understand he's not going to make fetch happen. <laughs> yeah, so offline we, we were talking. And this is uh, this is what caused all this nonsense. Um, sounds like uh, well, Marie was saying like this uh, discussion with Tampa has been pretty much made over and over again, but the... Over again, yeah. We've, I mean, we talked about a lot. A lot of people wanted to go to Tampa. We talk about locations every single year. We want to go places. A lot of people use this as their vacation time. They want to go see new places. A lot of people don't want to pay that much money or can't afford to pay that much money to go to different places, especially if other teams don't go. So we have to shout every single year. Tampa didn't happen after all. Let's move on. Moving on. But Alicia did say Denver for some reason. Why Denver? Denver was thrown out. That was probably good. Yeah, Denver. Denver. Yeah, it's, it's close to the mountains, so that's always fun. There's an awesome beer scene in case if anybody's never been there and had a beer. Just throwing that out there. But yeah. And whiskey. And there, yeah, and whiskey. But I mean, there's there's a lot. There's actually a little dodgeball scene there in Denver and Colorado Springs. So, I mean, we could pick something up. And for some reason, that's a, a West Coast state. But I think we could actually turn them into a South state. So maybe just throwing that out there. But uh, you never know. Wait, turn who into a South state? Denver, or Colorado. One of the teams that played in Sin City, um, it was a compilation of Golden Girls and Rocky Mountain Oysters. They're putting together, they were putting together um, a team to come down and play with us in the South. So that's where Alicia's coming from on that point. Gotcha. And I'll be a, a devil's advocate on this one that uh, I'm the type of person who started playing elite for the travel part of it necessarily for the competition of the dodgeball part of it. Like my very first elite tournament, I realized was an elite tournament. It was in San Antonio. I was the dodgeball mom with the team that came down. We didn't even know that what fault we thought we were playing foam. And then we woke up to 8.5. So, I mean, that was my very first elite. So many tournament. Bloody Marys. And <laughs> it was a very good weekend. Then I, you know, even like two years ago when I got into playing elite, I literally signed up initially to go to New Orleans just for fun because I wasn't in a competitive player position from the get-go in, in my life of dodgeball period. And so I went to, I was going to go to New Orleans for fun. And then I went from going for fun to being on weapons of mass destruction playing to being an advocate of women's dodgeball in the South, to recruiting teams, to captain my own team. And then, and then now here we are, you know? So, I mean, I can advocate for those who are wanting to play dodgeball and travel for the travel purposes, but I also 100% understand my dodgeball friends and family who are like, you know, if the majority of the South is between, majority is DFW, and then you have one to two teams in New Orleans, you have a team in Memphis, and then the other teams that come to the South are kind of a, a hosh posh depending on the year, whether it's Florida, Austin, San Antonio, you know, it's kind of a mix of where, where they're coming from for the rest of the South. But primarily, you know, majority is DFW. So I get, you know, those people who love to play dodgeball and they want to play competitively, 
but they also can't afford to travel for three different rounds and three different dates and three different flights and you know that too like i or four different flights whatever so i 100 percent understand where they're coming from um but i also get those who do want to travel because they like to travel i mean i get that i love to travel i mean i'm traveling for work now so if i don't love to travel then i'm in the wrong profession gotcha yeah i mean We'll see, especially with the way things are now, but maybe in a year or two, three years, we'll start to see some expansion and then it will make more sense for these locations to be there. But there has to be like, a, like, like you can't just pick a random city where there's like nothing happening. There has to be almost like a guaranteed 10, 12 teams, maybe. Um, I'm just throwing that number out of nowhere, completely pulling it out of my, my unit. Getting real aggressive when you're talking south numbers there. Yeah, I realize that. I'm, I was like, oh, that's a, that is such a West Coast thing to say, like. Chill out there, dude. Yeah, just 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 chill out there. Um, it's on a good day. It's on a good day here. Right. Um. So Brittany Anderson asks. Um, well, first of all, she says hi. Poison number here, um, which is awesome. She says, um, "How do you plan to keep the momentum of getting women from other regions to continue to play in the South?" Um, and she says, "Plague aside, haha." So let's pretend the plague is not happening. Um, I'm excited with you, Marie, because I feel like. You were one of the main, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the main like driving forces to even get a women's division. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? So, how how would you plan to keep the momentum going? Um, well, I, her question specifically is, you know, how do we get people from other regions to come and play in the South? And I think that I don't know that that's our goal. Like, I think ultimately we don't want our entire region to be made up of people outside of the South. I think it's great for now. I really want people to come out and play. I think it's been really helpful for us to get a different level of competition than we maybe would have had at home. Um, it's helping to build out some teams for us. It's helping to bring in some new bloods. I think it's great right now that we have people coming out. The thing that's driving it, um, I think is some people who are tired of the normal scenes. Um, some of the level of competitiveness in maybe the West has given some of it. And then um, certainly this whole situation about um, trying out for Team USA and being able to be seen in another region it has been part of it too. Um, but I think as people have come out and visited, they've realized that, hey, you know what, the South, everyone I think that has, has come out has said publicly, I had so much fun in the South. I had so much fun playing. Um, I enjoy these people there's not as much politics or there's not as much um craziness i guess um from maybe what they've experienced in their own place and so i think we're going to continue to see some of that but i don't know that that's our ultimate goal right i mean right. my ultimate goal would be to have a lot of growth from within here in the south because we want to be able to sustain ourselves and not just rely on people from other regions um and i think in that regard that's been a challenge, um, trying to figure out how to get people to come out and play. On, in Dallas, we have some pretty big issues in terms of how we welcome people um, and how welcoming we are, particularly for women to play. And I think we need to address those in our local league things. I don't think it has the same type of issue. Um, they've certainly, most of the growth in the state has come from Fort Worth. So um, they're doing a lot of things right. Gotcha. So I'm glad you caught that too, because I, I was definitely reading it a different way. Um, and we can, we can, 
address the way I presented it with, with Dom's question later on. So um, you pretty much, so you're thinking getting more players to visit the South isn't necessarily the answer, bottom line, that that's kind of what you're getting at. I, I just don't think that that's the ultimate goal. I love having them come out and play. I think it's been really good, like I said, for the level of competition. Um, I think it's been good for maybe increasing the respect for the South as legitimate, just as people, right? Because I don't think we were treated very well um, for a long time. Um, I think it's been fun to meet new people. Like there's a lot of good things out of it. I just don't know that that's our key growth, key for growth, right? I right. think we need to develop our own uh, presence here in the South a lot more from people in the South. Yeah, that makes makes perfect sense. And uh, Becky, you're kind of nodding your head um, in agreement, I think. Or did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Or yeah, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, for us to have a South Division for women's that we fought that Marie has specifically fought so hard for us in the beginning of getting a women's division down here. You know, for us to sustain and to grow from here to be a more recognized region, we do have to continue to live and play in local leagues in the South, you know? Um, yes. I mean, I agree that we love when people come to visit us. I love my, my Western sisters. Um, I love, you know, the people who come down and play with us and our teams. They're awesome. And I'm continuing to be friends with them, even though we live across the country, you know, but at the same time, you know, if we want to grow our region, we can't just have, our entire South region based on people who aren't even from the South, you know, I think that would um, change a lot of the travel rules of rostering, um, that kind of stuff. Like there's, there's reasons that there, why there's travel restrictions in general for rostering and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, the whole point of dodgeball is to grow the sport, grow the sport across the country, not just grow the sport in one region right in one area of the country we want to find talent that's from across the country to make an amazing team um not just just in one place so if us south women can continue to get people involved and get them involved in our local leagues and then find those who want that more competitive edge and build them up support them get them on our our usa dodgeball premier teams and go from there you know that's how we're going to build the south um it's just get people to join the rec leagues first, get them introduced to the sport, and then get them to, to basically, you know, get bit by that bug, the dodgeball bug, and then introduce them to the premier tours and all that kind of stuff that we have with, um, started from elite to now USA dodgeball premier and continue it from there. Like that's, that's how you're going to get that to happen. Um, and in the meantime, more than welcome every single person in the nation to come play with us um, until we can get to where we get the numbers where we need to be. But I mean, everyone's welcome to come play with us. As, like Marie said, like we love our friends across the nation and what feedback we have from them is that they love us too. So. Gotcha. You kind of bled into one of her um, follow-up questions and that's, um, do you have any ideas how to get more women to come to practice? So you'd said like, how do we get them to come from rec leagues or two rec leagues and then from there, you know, get, get bitten by that bug. But, um, and that might be, might, might be something we can go across the, the room for, for this one is like, what ideas do you have to potentially get more women to, to take it one step further? Like, okay, they like playing dodgeball, but now we want them to like practice and take it so seriously that they're willing to, um, focus on getting better. 
Any ideas for that? Yeah, I'm, I want to take this one because I know what it takes for me to want to commit to something. And it's the, the joy of being around people and who I'm with. And I think that that's something that we, especially as a group of the women who are on you know this call today, that's something that we all do really well, which is ingratiate ourselves with the people that we're around. We just need to do more of it. We need to have a more, we need to have more opportunity to get in front of other people and make them feel as good as we felt whenever we first got into the sport. We all do it really well. And we have a, we have a, a massive group of people that really enjoy it. I just think we need to do more of it. Gotcha. So like more inclusion, more like building up, more making them feel like they're part of something other than just showing up, playing dodgeball and going home. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, we, I like more. I said, in Dallas, on the Dallas side, um, we've had a really hard time getting people in the door just to come and play open plays and directly on for women. Um, this is the first season um, I can recall in a while where we've actually had a lot of new women come and just play mm-hmm. and play in league. Um, and we were able to get the majority of them to come even to practice um, a few times. Um, several of them joined the team for round one. And, you know, this is the first time, but we, we have to figure out, Dallas Dodgeball anyway, has to figure out how to get women to come in. Once they come in, we can do all the things that Jen's talking about, but it has been such a struggle to get people to just come in the door. And we had a period of time where um, we were getting some new folks and, and they were just treated really badly. I mean, leaving crying kind of thing um, because people just were, you know, throwing as hard as they could or screaming at them on the court as their very first time on the court and someone would scream at them, what are you doing? And, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, hey, this is rec league. This is a brand new person Jeez. who has never played before. They don't know strategy. Like, what are you expecting from this person? And, you know, we're never going to be able to get people to want to play if we're treating each other that way. I think um, maybe we're over the hump. And, of course, this whole pause on dodgeball maybe has slowed things down. Hopefully, people have missed it so much that when we're able to start back up, they're like, hey, let's get back in. And, by the way, I've been talking to my friends. And, you know, hopefully that will help to grow. Um, because I think that's what's been helping on the Fort Worth side is, you know, hey, I'm going to bring my friends. I've had so much fun. And they've been able to grow and have much more stuff. We just really haven't had that over here on the Dallas side. Yeah, I can't think and of And such a big it. difference between the Dallas and the Fort Worth side of things. Like Dallas, when we first started going over to Dallas to play, it was a very marked difference in the competitiveness. It was so much higher skill level when we first started going over there and between the Dallas and Fort Worth side. Fort Worth is, I mean, look at us right now. Four of the five of us over here are from Fort Worth and we're all like halfway down our bottle of wine, you know? So we're very social. We're very engaged. Okay. You're on a whole other level, (laughs) but you know, we, we do make a point of making being social, the focus. So, and and there's a, there's a happy medium to be found in this. So you want to find like the social aspect of somebody who wants to get, competitive and then the competitive aspect of somebody who wants to also be social so we're trying to like take this tale of two cities and combine it into one and make a really great opportunity and between all of us and christy who wasn't able to make the call today 
we're working on it and it's it's a really great opportunity for us and we're we're really capitalizing on that on the chances here yeah i'm so glad you mentioned that christy's not with us i'm so terrible um i meant to mention that in the beginning um she's feeling ill so she sat this one out so in case anybody's wondering i think i'm a liar because i posted her on here as being part of the panel um that's what happens it's on fire yeah. Uh, How dare you? An hour into. I think he's blushing, guys. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, drink. I was fine until you said drink. it. <laughs> I was fine Got until you said clipped. it. I almost, I almost kept my composure. Mm-hmm. So clamped. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree with you, Jen. Um, because uh, back in the day when I ran to some dodgeball, um, I, I really try to focus on not letting people feel like they're getting beat up from the beginning. Um, for some reason, some people really just seem to enjoy uh, beating on new players. Um, so that's definitely one way to not keep people coming back, but um, trying to talk to people, make them feel included, um, trying to be very clicky about the social aspects. Um, I feel like there's a good happy medium and then you let them see like, okay, um, these guys are talking about elite or they're talking about this tournament and they kind of just, slowly get into um it's like a like you build up to it like you first start with rec league then you start to compete a little bit sure. more then you start to practice and then you start to see that that growth and at least on the competitive level um and you know um steve one person i want to like kind of bring up on this is that everyone knows stephanie parker aka falcon mm-hmm. and her start into dodgeball like period was you saw these flyers about dodgeball in the apartment complex that we play at and she learned about it and so she was like hey i want to go to this dude dodgeball thing they have free games open up these these you know whatever dates they are and she couldn't get her friends to come but like the season when when she first learned about was like in season or or it was she couldn't get people to come the first time that we had like um pickup game so then the second time she's trying to get friends and they're like, with or without them, I'm going. So when she signed up, the very first league she signed up for happened to be our competitive league. So in Fort Worth, we with Rec Social Sports, we have a social league with foam, gator balls, and we have a competitive league with no sting balls. One women's division, a men's division, or a co-ed division, depending on that season. We kind of switch it up and so when she joined dodgeball first of her ever life learning how to do what we do was no sting competitive women's division co-ed division i believe it was both co-ed well, and that was, it was the first uh women's division that you guys did because i was playing yeah. out there it's the only time i've come out over there to play so it had to have been that one yes yeah that's right so, like, talk about, you know, if you want, like, a, quote, success story of how you get a person in your community you've never never met before involved into something of the world of dodgeball that, you know, the layman's person on the street has no idea about the world of dodgeball. Like, and I guarantee everyone here is like, you play dodgeball, like, back like we did in elementary school? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and that, you know, we, we, that's, we get that, you know, the elementary school to the movie, you know, and then they have no idea the intensity, the athleticism, the, you know, the, 
the competitors of the of this the sport, you know, how it's a legitimate sport, um, at least how we see it, it's a legitimate sport, you know, and then it's introducing the world to see it that way as well. Um, and so having, you know, Parker come in from, uh, she saw a flyer about it or learned about it, she, she just like, hey, well, my friends are gonna do, I'm just gonna sign up. Yeah, so, Parker saw a flyer. Her friends were to go play with her. She signed up for the league. It was competitive. She basically just like threw herself into it because she wanted to play. And then we saw how awesome she was just naturally. She's a natural athlete, a natural talented person. And then we all just basically adopted her to our cult. I mean, dodgeball. And she's been playing in the South. She when she moved to the West for work as she's also a travel physical therapist, my inspiration to actually go solo actually, cause I'm good friends with her now. Um, but uh, she's now playing in the West and having a really great time with it. And if it wasn't for a flyer, who knows if she would be into dodgeball or not, you know, but um, I'm proud of where she's come from. Yeah. You never, um, you never know who's going to show up. It, it could be somebody that just plays rec league for, couple of seasons to open session um or it could be somebody as um that just takes it naturally like falcon or it could be somebody like marie who becomes um somebody that just organizes and helps grow uh, an entire division so that is that's a really good point and it's just it, you just never know who's going to come in through those doors and what impact they're going to have and um i have to out myself here so i really screwed up um i also have to give an update on the fact that i'm already a beer and a half in but um, in the middle of Becca speaking, um, I was picking up on some feedback, and I was trying to mute that feedback, and I ended up muting you, Becca. So I think there was some talk about how I would get killed now with some size. <laughs> yes. Yep, um, so. Next time Steve is in my F Mary kill, I'm definitely going to kill him. What do you mean next two time? Size. And it's gonna happen because we're gonna come into a hug like, "Hey, friend, how's it been? How been you forever?" And then I'm gonna sigh his kidneys it's with good. an embracing love. Good thing I'm already very off put by hugs, so I yeah. will be very weary of you, Becca. Now, but that's a good way to go. Like I said earlier, it's better than being set on fire on a boat. So it's an honorable death, I think. Oh yeah. And well deserved. I that is. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, this keeps getting brought up in every South interview. Um, we just real quick go down the line. Um, but Whitney Pittman asks, um, what are y'all's favorite places to get brisket? I did it. I used y'all in a sentence. So honorary South member, I think you guys said you adopted her, but so briskets, um, just, I guess real quick favorite places starting with you, Marie. Uh, my favorite place is probably Pecan Lodge. I don't get the brisket, but that's what I would say. Yeah. Pecan Lodge? Yeah. In Dallas. Gotcha. In Dallas. How about you, Alicia? So my, my dad actually cooks a lot of, anytime I'm at home, it's just barbecue, anything, whether it's mm. steak, brisket, pork loin, sausage, I mean, anything. So I'm a little spoiled there with that, but uh, Heim barbecue it's it's growing a lot in Fort Worth and it had some, I think I don't know if it had some food trucks but I think it's at it one of the be. breweries Cowtown yeah Cowtown Brewery and it's kind of blown up so it's got a few restaurants now and it's it's pretty good it's growing on me what was it called Heim 
Himes? Himes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. H-E-I-M. H-E-I-M. Oh, like the Hein. Okay. Nice. You know what? I'm just going to take a drink. That was um, awkward for me. Yeah. Mm. Well done. You're learning. You're doing so well with your self-introspection. I follow advice and orders So that we can well. help with this. I was thinking Heinz, like catch. I was like, oh, cool. They branched off into brisket. And then I realized you're being really quiet right now. Say something. And then I just started drinking. So anyway, um, Becca, uh, what is a good brisket place? What's your favorite place? Um. So my internet sucks. So I disappeared for half a second and then they came back so last i heard was alicia talking about something from home don't know where she said uh, and then Wh- heim barbecue heim yes. mm-hmm. whitney Pittman yeah. had asked uh, favorite brisket girl thank you Jen. yeah so uh i also agree with alicia for heim barbecue i love how barbecue it's really good brisket there um also cooper's barbecue um in the stockyards is really good too over there by billy bob's those two would probably be my top my top two picks. Nice. And you'd even put um, you said to Whitney Pittman, uh, my little Texan in the making, and you're very proud of her because she used y'all in the sentence. So that's awesome. Yes. She, she just doesn't know it quite yet, but it's going to happen. That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Deanna? What is uh, your favorite place to get brisket? I'm not the biggest brisket person. Um, I'm a bacon burnt ends person, so full on fat kid food. Uh, Heim does really good bacon burnt ends, so if I were to get brisket, I would be from there, but that's really not my jam. Gotcha. And how about you, Jen? Yeah, I can't help with this. Um, I grew up downwind of a barbecue pit, so everything that I left in my car, everything in life always smelled like barbecue. I hate barbecue worst Texan ever in that regard but um I'll defer to the Heim because I did have a bacon burnt in there one time and I was like straight up like salivating it was stupid good man I love the smell of barbecue I don't know how you could hate that you didn't Um, grow up downwind from it okay (laughs) yeah okay but here's the thing like just as an athlete let's start there you get into your car after a night and you like you go to like two a days and you just smell barbecue when you're trying to do your two like your workouts like not conducive to anything in life the thing that's fair okay um so tina um Ramburu asks. Drink, Steve, because I know this is about to be awkward. I know. Just, he did his like, arm folding pre- thing. Yeah, like just, preemptive, just awkward. I love it. I think he touches his elbow when he's feeling awkward. I think that's what I've gathered from this video. I don't appreciate yeah. people reading awkward. to me like that. That is uh interesting observation. I don't know. Maybe. Now he's moving back. Oh, God. Yeah, now I'm touch it. <laughs> just adjusting my posture and I'm in defensive mode. But um, okay, well, here he goes. Um, my best shot. Would you rather all songs exist, but they are all performed by Ja Rule, or only one Ja Rule song exists, but it's performed by every artist with their own inter... Why, Tina? I love this question so okay, much. Is this, something that's been, is this something that's been brought up in the past, or is this just... Wait. So, to give you a little bit of context... Thank you, that's what I was um, the lone, Yeah, yeah. The Lone Star team that was brought to round one in the South um, obviously included Tina and Jackie Cruz, which are two of my favorite people probably ever in existence. 
And we have started this weird group chat of all would you rather questions. And um, Jackie's would you rather questions are highly inappropriate and were not available for public display. But amazing. Less so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Tina's, however, less inappropriate, way more thought provoking. And so that's where this stemmed. Okay. Yeah. She has some very, very disturbing would you rathers. I I played one game and I will, that's it. Um, Just tapped out. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, never again. Never again. And um, okay. So I guess uh, we can start with you, Jen, and just work our way up. So what would you choose? Would you rather all songs exist, but they're sung by Ja Rule or only one song by Ja Rule, but it's sung by every, oh, God, what a terrible world to live in. Is it? So that'd be rough. Oh, I God. love music. So I don't think I actually read the question, but it's a really bad one. Um, well, God, um, all songs. No, the other option that no, I I die. I kill myself. That's it. <laughs> Just, I'm out. Okay, <laughs> I'm out. Tapped out. Done. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, Deanna, what, what's, uh, what would you go with? All songs by Jaw Rule, man. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. If, like... Could you imagine a Fleetwood Mac song <laughs> sung by Jaw Rule? Come on, Landslide. Come on. <laughs> Think it through, people. This is hilarious. <laughs> Gracias, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I Celine can... Dion. <laughs> I can uh, I can picture Jaru, it's funny, but it's funny for like twelve minutes, and then then I just exist right. in a world without music. Imagine having every song be like the same song, and sure, you have it sung by everybody. No. The second time, I'm done. So I'm with you, Deanna. I'm I'm Jaw Rule singing every song available. Also, uh, Marie, thank you so much for your gift of Kermit just awkwardly looking at the. Uh... <laughs> That Why? is, yeah, that, that's pretty much my expression. So, um, Becca, what, what's your choice? I'm kind of thinking one song of Jaw Rule and everyone singing it. Name the song though. What, what Jaw song? Hey, don't uh, get to, don't do that, I was, B. I was Googling some Jaw Rule. No, what? <laughs> Just by looking at the titles. And I'm sure I know a Jaw Rule song if it was like played for me. I just don't, I can't, like, I don't know the. This is a bad idea. Of them. This is what I was trying to avoid. I'm telling up. you. I apologize. You so did. I've heard of his songs before, but just going, like, reading, just reading the titles of his songs, <laughs> I'm like, always on time, mesmerized, I'm Murda. Whole thing back down flat back. <laughs> stop. Some of those are features with a Shanti though. <laughs> I'm just like reading off like the Google list of draw rule songs, and I'm kind of like, um, I'll just take one of these songs, and I'll just have all the artists in the world sing them, because then at least I get variations of the words. Like a. Like all the Christmas songs that are redone over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Awful world to live in. I agree. 
Um, all right, Alicia, so what, what's your answer? What would you go with? I got to go with Vaughn. If we can have Ja Rule with the Shanti all day, every day, well, I'll take that. But still, Ja Rule. Yeah. All the songs. Yeah, but the <laughs> Woods brother is not a Shanti. I love a Shanti, but Ja Rule. <laughs> just Ja Rule for everything. Again, it'd be funny for like 10 minutes and then it would just hurting. be awful. Yeah, Vaughn um, throws his, his insight into this. He says, all jaw for me, and then um, some gifts, and uh, we'll... All right, well, back to a serious question. Um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit, uh, Marie, with um, with um, Brittany's question. But um, So Dominic says, first off, props to all of you for starting the Women's Vision in the South. Um, what was the hardest part about starting it? So I guess we can start with you, Marie, on that one. So like, what was, I mean. There are two real yeah. hard things. Um, I think the first was fighting within ourselves um, because frankly, the men did not want to, I don't think the men cared if we started a women's division, but they didn't want the threat of having us to go co-ed and um that took away a division when we went to co-ed and so there was a lot of like low-lying pressure to say hey i don't i'm not really supporting this or whatever and it was um, more on the co-ed side that really impacted the morale of trying to start a women's division um i think the the other hard thing was just to get us and everybody to believe we could um because you know there was a lot of we had to start with four by four and then we eventually got up to 66. Um, but there was a lot of, Hey, can we really make this happen? Hey, can you join? Are you able to go? And, you know, just trying to get everybody to believe like, Hey, we really can make this happen. We really can, um, get there and make this a legitimate division. I think everybody wanted to, but I don't know that there was a lot of true belief uh, that, that we could and, and trying to get the attention we needed to be able to make it happen. Um, and that all took just like a lot of conversation and a lot of effort. Um, but once we got the approval to go ahead and go forward, um, I think, you know, the rest of it just had to do with coordinating who was going to be on what team. And that's something we've done for the last few years. Gotcha. So when I did the recap, um, it was mentioned that for, at least for the, for this series of rounds, like you guys don't really have like a stack team. You kind of try to spread them out, um, evenly to help with that growth. Um, was that something that you guys practiced, um, in those first two years, 20, was it 2018, 2019? I think, uh, Christy mentioned the recap, how, um, at least, with like what is the mass destruction and chaos and having, you know, multiple team, more teams in the South play versus having one super stacked team of the South and then having um, like basically instead of splitting up the competition, like we have done the past two years, putting all, all of the strongest players on one team, like we do for all stars. So, the past two years we've kind of split that up so we have more more challenge more talent across the board for teams to kind of go through i think that's kind of what you're getting at steve right what she mentioned in the recap 
I think um, it came across as if we don't have a staff team now. And I think the opposite is true. Like the intention this year is to have a more staff team that plays together the entire season and then goes on to nationals, um, which means the other teams are significantly, um, or at least started out significantly lower than that one team. Um, so we do have one team more advanced than the others this, this season. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and to, to kind of add on to that, I mean, we, we honestly, we've been fighting every year just to have the numbers. So it's, I mean, to, to Dom's point, you know, getting it started in the South, we, we would literally be fighting that week of a round to, to be looking for some girls because, I mean, it just always happens. Someone cancels, somebody can't make it, something comes up. There, it, it, it just is going to happen. And then when you're talking, you know, that first year that we started women's, it was 16 women, 17 women playing and I mean it really hurt when one person couldn't make it out and now we're at least fortunate to oh well now we've got co-ed so it's you're not just playing for one division you're not just there for a couple of hours and then tra traveling to a different city or going to something for a couple of hours it's hey you're there for dodgeball and you get to hang out with your friends and do all of this for a full day so you're kind of getting money's worth and getting a lot more out of it but it, it, it has taken some convincing to get girls to play and want to travel and not just have the minimum amount of girls to play. Gotcha. Do you want to ask some of the follow-up questions? But uh, before I do, um, Deanna or Jan, do you have any insight or input on that? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I do. Actually, um, the really great thing about the South is that we we may have smaller numbers, but we have some really dedicated and some really talented women. And uh, like Val Lerma, I'll say that she's got a, a super incredibly strong arm. Um, I know I'm, I'll be able to pick on a lot of my team, um, but like Alex Shelton, like another one, incredibly strong arm. These women, whenever we're able to really highlight and showcase some of the things that we can do, you know, as a South team, yeah, we, we have a bad rap and, and we're not going to stack up against a lot of some of that really skilled West Coast team, but we all practice together, good, bad, and the ugly. We're all going to support each other, and we're all doing everything we can to build each other up. Whatever you know, we are deficient in as a region, we're all going to try to build on together. So, you know, whatever whatever we're lacking, whatever you know, uh, again, good, bad, and the ugly, we're going to do it together. Um, it's very much a community out here, and. I'm very proud to be a part of that community. And I, and I think that as we move forward, as we continue to grow, I don't foresee that, that kind of feeling of community uh, depleting as we grow. So I, I'm excited to see how that looks for us. Gotcha. Um, what about you, Deanna? Do you have any thoughts or weigh in on this? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nadra. 
So this more this question is more for you. This question is more for you, Marie. So, like, you kind of mentioned like how it was really difficult at first getting it started. Um, do you think, with the exception of just getting more uh, people to commit and just dealing with like the regular issues that most like teams have, where it's like somebody like something comes up with work or family or what have you, like, do you think the hard part's over, or do you think it's still I won't say like a struggle, but do you think um, like will it get easier at, at this point? Do you think? I feel like we, yes, the big hill is over, um, but the next big hill is not getting everybody to be tired of each other um, because we still, as of like today or as of before round one, had the same players playing, right, over and over again and kind of we shifted around and one person would leave and maybe pick one new person in, but we don't have a lot of new talent yet um or we hadn't and so we ended up being the same four maybe five teams playing each other all the time and it's the same people playing each other at the leagues right and um and i feel like that can get old pretty quickly um you know i think in the round one recap there was talked about some of the hurt feelings that of the ways that we've done things in the past and i think there's um, some low-lying, um, I don't know, just consequences of that between different people. Um, and I think that we need to be able to get to the point where we can grow numbers-wise now so that we can bring in new players, make it interesting for the people who have continued to play. Because when you continue to play the same people over and over again, eventually that does kind of get old, right? Um, so I that's going to be our biggest hurdle is how do we grow beyond these four teams gotcha um let's move on to kim's question and that is he asks and we can start with you marine just go right back down the order so what is the thing that makes you keep playing dodgeball like despite all this um the challenges and and whatnot like why do you why do you keep coming back so I love dodgeball for the athletic component of it and the competitive nature. It's one of the best exercises. Uh, I've played all sports, all different kinds of sports. Um, so it keeps me, it's the only thing I do right now that is any kind of like physical fitness. Um, <clears throat> so that's the big reason why I play. And then, you know, it's such a big part of our lives um, with our because it's you know Vaughn plays, I play, Kathy plays, Joe's plays, right? Like this is this is our home life too. We always are talking about dodgeball and who's playing and you know how how is it going and let's go and this is what we do together. So it's it's such a big part of our life now that um, it would be hard not to play, right? I mean everybody else is in our social circle is also doing it, so. Yeah, I think we're all feeling the effects of like what not being able to play dodgeball feels like right now. It's it's pretty bad. Um, it's yeah, just, just and one of the things I fear is you know as our kids continue to grow, there's there are several of them who have wanted to play uh, and have not yet been old enough to play, or have, you know have been kind of waiting for their day to play and be being or whatever, just getting old enough. And one of my fears is as I'm getting older, um, 
am I going to still be playing when they finally get to the time to play, right? Or when they get old enough to play and is our group of, you know, is outsiders going to be playing by the time they get old enough to play because they're, you know, they're looking up to their older cousins and everybody else and wanting to be part of it. And they're all part of the conversations we have at home or whatever. Right. And so, um, I fear, are they, is this all still going to be here by the time they're finally old enough to play? Or is it going to kind of fade away and disappear? And then that would be there for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that that's, uh, in my darkest moments, I'm just like, man, what if people just stop playing dodgeball? Like, it's just done. Like, no one plays anywhere. Um, I don't know why I have that that fear. It's just like, it'd be like, man, what a, what a sad waste if, this just wasn't continued after I stopped playing. Um, actually, thank you for reminding. So Dominic also asked, um, specifically, specifically for you, Maureen, he he asked, uh, at what age do you have the kids starting to, to play? So it wasn't Logan like, so, go ahead. I was gonna say, isn't Logan like 16 and didn't he make his debut in round one? Logan's 13. Oh my goodness. That yeah, is Logan's 13. Holy um, God. and believe it or not, he's been playing longer than everyone, but Mikey and Elijah. Um, he started when he was five, going with Mikey and Elijah, who were 10 and 11 at the time or whatever it was. Um, and they convinced Kathy to go at the time. And then they were like, oh, yeah, they finally got me to go. Um, and that's how we started playing. So Logan has been playing open play since he was five. And I've allowed my kids to be able to play at that age as long as they are um, for open play. And our open play is 18 and up. And so as I kind of keep an eye on um, what it is and what's going on and who's playing and that kind of thing. But um, back then when they started to play, um, so now my kids, like I said, I, I've allowed them to start playing when they're five, as long as they are basically following the rules. And I tell them, if you get hit, there's no crying. Right. Um, so you have to be willing to um, not just, you know, run around and do crazy stuff. And I have one kid who's seven now, and that's him, right? He, he, if he's allowed to play, which is extremely rare, um, then he's kind of like running all over the place and doing stuff. And I'm like, okay, you're out. No, if you don't go out on your own, then you don't get to play, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but so my age is five, but um, Logan and Kate started playing this year. They're 13. Um, and, you know, I don't know, the people in the South know, but people otherwise probably don't. Logan has been um, taking it upon himself to be our shagger um, with outsiders. Um, and he will sit there at every practice and he will, you know, practice alongside he'll he'll stand on the on the sideline when they do the rush and he'll run with them um, and even though he's not on the court he'll just kind of do the whole thing and he's been huh. practicing this whole getting ready and, and wanting to play we weren't going to let him until he was 15 which is when uh well 14 15 um when elijah started playing and mikey started playing um but this year we were like okay we're playing foam so let's see if we could make that work um, and went ahead and allowed. And he's been playing, practicing an 8.5 with the team. So, you know, he had Billy throwing at him over this last winter and he could handle himself. So I think um, we'll just kind of have to see how it goes going forward. But 
it was a little bit of a surprise for me to allow him to play at 13. Yeah. I mean, if you can handle Billy throwing at you, then that's it. What, what, what else is there right now? That's, uh, maybe so terrifying. Um, and he's gonna yeah. be a monster when he gets 18, 22 range. Um, that's gonna be fun to see. Um, going back to the original question, um, Go back to you, Alicia. So what is the thing that makes you keep playing dodgeball? Did I think I, for me, uh, the, the biggest thing so far is traveling. I I really enjoy traveling and getting to go play with other teams and players. And I, I was really fortunate last year when I got to go play and play on Bionic and play on the West Coast and play with those girls. So I got to see some different talent kind of work on my game and and kind of let someone else lead the team and and say hey play where you want to or do what you want to and we'll see kind of how everybody adapts and and it worked for our team so it was it was really awesome and then kind of the same thing i was hoping to do that on east coast hopefully still but i mean it's it's always just fun to go play in a different city and do something different so that's what i enjoy gotcha yeah i mean you're i I don't want to say I travel vicariously through you, but I mean, I'm always seeing you travel everywhere. So I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Need to probably do that more, but, um, it's definitely fun to be able to play with other teams. Um, just going to shout out, uh, replacements, probably one of the best teams I ever played for. So might be a little bit biased. Um, Keanu. <laughs> exactly. Keanu. Um, <laughs> drink Thank to, you, Jen. <laughs> drink for Keanu. Oh yeah. Girl. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, drinking for Keanu. Um, what about you, Becca? What is the thing that makes you keep playing dodgeball? 100% the people. If it wasn't the people of dodgeball, I would not play. Period. Like, I like to play dodgeball because it's fun. I enjoy the sport. I enjoy the competitiveness. I enjoy the workout you get with it. But if it wasn't for the people or if I moved to a region and the people sucked, I wouldn't play in their league just for the just for the sport. You know, I'm a very people person. I'm on that one. Um, I don't know. The, there's a personality test that talks about like your J and your I and your E and your F, and, you know, whatever those things are. Right. I'm 100% E. No, 99. 99% E. 99% extrovert. Meaning I need to be around people all the time. You know, I love being around people. So I work with people as a living. I socialize with people, you know, dodgeball to me, is my social community, my, my second family other than my own family. So, I mean, if it wasn't for the people at dodgeball, I wouldn't be playing the sport. You know, I wouldn't be playing competitively with some people at dodgeball. It was people at dodgeball who got me to play competitively. I mean, I was 100% content playing in my rec league as a on-the-court shagger, if you will, meaning I didn't throw – I would catch, I would dodge, and I would get collect balls and pass them off to people to throw for the team. I was a team assist. I was 100% a team assist until two years ago when Christy taught me how to throw a ball. Hmm. So, <laughs> so, yeah, if it wasn't for the people of dodgeball, I wouldn't be playing the sport 100%. Yeah, sometimes I wonder because I love playing the game itself, but um, there are definitely a lot of times where the people have kind of kept me in it. Um, kind of goes back and forth, but um, 
being that you are a 99% extrovert, it makes sense that the people are what keep you. So, um, what about you, Deanna? What is the thing that keeps you, what is the thing that makes you keep playing dodgeball? Um, for me, it's a little bit of the fact that I didn't play sports growing up. Um, I was always a competitive person and capable, but I just didn't play sports. That wasn't my thing. I was doing research and science things. Uh, I'm very much into academia. So to have this part in my life where I'm playing sports and doing that and the competitiveness as it is a lot of fun. So it's more of a social experiment of like, oh, so this is what you guys were doing back in high school. This is cool. And I get to drink while doing it. Okay, I'm going to do it. We do that in high school too, D. Oh, well, okay. Learn something new. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had both. No, 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 no. I, I'm an introvert now with extrovert qualities, but back then I would have been like, F you guys, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. No. <laughs> not enough money or anything in the world could have made me. Huh. That's interesting. Um, Sparing myself an awkward moment. Uh, Jen, what is the thing that makes you keep playing dodgeball? Yeah, so I guess the mention yeah, of the word awkward. First off, please drink. Okay. Yeah. And tell us what you, you have to yourself. Say. You have to know that, right? You think. I was, what the f- were you going to say? I was doing so well. Um, I was just very, I mean, I haven't really changed much. I was very quiet in high school. Um, this is probably the most extroverted I've ever been because um, I was definitely keen to um, stay quiet and not socialize. And um, I'm just going to keep drinking. So. <laughs> enough about me um i'm sorry jen what were you saying <laughs> i would much rather hear about you uh-huh. right now because this is this is so good um but i you know i i have to agree with becca i i love sports i played sports my entire life but the people are what make this entire thing worth it you know we we devote a lot of our time to the sport, whether it's our local leagues, to the USA Tour, everything. I mean, we we really dig in, and it, it wouldn't be worth it if I didn't absolutely love the people that I'm with. And honestly, some of the best memories that I've made are on New Orleans in some of our stupid trips out there, or in Memphis, or my God, I don't even want to talk about Austin. You know, sometimes, like... <laughs> It, it just like our lives are so much better because we have this opportunity to play a sport and have this kind of teamwork. Um, it, it's really awesome. And that's, I, I honestly would do it uh, constantly if I had the chance. So definitely the community about it. Gotcha. Let's see. I think this maybe maybe this is more for you, Deanna. Um, since we talked about like the flight kill shots, um, Sergio Leone asks who took the most flight kill shots. So this is post round one. Do you remember or? I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of shots. My buddy, the bartender, he told me afterwards that they made quite a bit of money off of us. So I know a lot of people were taking multiple shots. <laughs> Woodley, I for, have a question for the win. <laughs> yeah. Since I was in Bali, I did not know about the flight kill shot situation. I'm very upset about it. I need to know what it was and how I can partake. Oh, so it's lock and key, or not lock and key, low key uh, bar and tavern uh, that James runs. And he's a buddy of mine. I train with him. And so 
uh, when we were looking for a place to socialize after round one, I thought of that place and him. And I asked them after we saw the video that um, Mark and Jake put out about how, you know, there's no more flight kills. So I thought it would be funny to say, all right, at least we can have shots and we can name them flight kills and a toast to that. So it's a green tea So what shot. was in it, D? So it's a green tea shot with vodka instead of whiskey. It, but there's no green tea in it. It's just based off the, the tint, the color that it is. I basically told him, I was like, smooth and cheap. These are our people. So <laughs> please make it something smooth and cheap. And we will down a lot of them. And so James just on that Monday was like, not only did you guys dance a lot, but you guys took a lot of shots. So I don't know who it was, <laughs> probably. But once they put on the 90s boner jams, we were just out there in full force, taking shots, dancing around. So I don't know who it was in particular. I just knew we took a lot of shots. I'm sorry, 90s boner jams? You know what? Slow jams, R&B. Okay. I've never heard that term in my life. Yeah, I, 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 knew, what you, I knew you meant R&B. <laughs> never heard that term i knew what you meant Older I just, yeah i've never heard that before but yeah real quick just because yeah, again if y'all could see marie's face and then <laughs> <Steve's> face <laughs> for this entire thing <laughs> i'm gonna write that down is it in the lexicon if you will great is it a sunburn or are you embarrassed right now i don't know i'm just <laughs> all like wait a second <laughs> Oh, how babies are made. Baby making music. Like, <laughs> um, ow, ow. Let me get some SWV and Twister. You know what it is? Like, <laughs> oh, I know the song. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Right? When you said that, I never heard that term. Yeah, oh, I same. Um, so, uh, I guess on that note, Marie, what so... is your favorite uh, R&B song? I'm not gonna call it what it is, but. <laughs> oh no! Like, uh, you're gonna have to come back yeah. to me on get that ready. one because. That's way too many. First one that comes to mind. Start with Marie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. The only so I've been thinking since you called it that. I've been thinking that <laughs> pony. Too close. No, too close. Oh, too close. Oh, yep. That's a good one. That's not my favorite, I'm sure, but that's the one that came to my head. Nice. I mean, it's not a bad one. Uh, Alicia, what's yours? Oh, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Tyrese was one of my slow jams R&B back in the day. Loved, loved his album, but I don't know. Maybe we'll come back then. Uh, Becca? Oh, yeah. Genuine. Pony. Mm, get me going. Yep. Oh, God. I didn't know this song. I was looking through my, my uh, Throwback Thursday playlist and you guys are definitely not going to know the song so what is it it's going to be freak like me by adina howard you're not going to know it no i can play it for you but you won't know i'll have to I'll have to google it um it's a freak like me what about you jen oh i don't even know what i w am supposed to consider r&b music so i'm going to defer to anything genuine right that's a good that's a good yes. option right okay sure anything genuine like differences isn't oh wait differences isn't that a song but genuine it's like sweet Maybe. and nice anyway no see i don't know so we're gonna go with pony apparently we're gonna go pony pony for the win <laughs> alicia pony. last chance yeah. 
I don't remember the name. I don't know. Fair enough. Ride it, oh, my pony. There you go, girl. Uh, drink to that. Um, looks like Becca's <laughs> just singing it in the uh, <laughs> silently. Drink. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I think um, I think that's all I have. I, I did want to do the usual. That is end with an Austin Deeks joke. Um, it's been up here for a while, so you guys might have seen it. But um, he says, why is it illegal for the seven dwarves to drink? Because they're minors. Dana is just not having it again. The best reaction so far. Um, on that very awkward note, um, I think what I'll do is maybe just kind of... Drink, Steve. Oh, man. Drink, Steve. Thanks, Austin. Drink, Steve. <laughs> it's tradition um before we wrap or before we end this we can wrap this up with just any final thoughts um just go um down down the order one last time so it can be about anything um but we'll start with you marie so what's your i don't know what do you, what do you want to sign off with oh gosh i don't know this has been fun this has been uh we you know we we were talking earlier today outsiders on our chat we, we typically get together for um, fight night and card games or board games or whatever afterwards. And our, our game of choice is what do you mean? We were trying to figure out how we could play that game um, in online, but I don't think we can figure that out. So now we're going to have to figure out some way to do something fun because this has been a, this has been a, a good time. I agree. And I'll, uh, I'll second that when I when I get a chance. So, what about you, Alicia? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's out there working or not working or or just struggling. If if anything, you need anybody, just reach out to our dodgeball community because we're all there. We're all feeling your pain. We're all going through this together. So, it's it's a struggle. We'll get back on the dodgeball court soon, but we're all here for you. Nice. Becca? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't really know what to say other than, you know, anyone who wants to come play this out, come join us. We're awesome people. We love all people. And we're here for the community. We're here for the people. Um, so, yeah, love one, love all, and protect yourself. And stay at home. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're so cute. <laughs> definitely stay at home. Um, what 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 are you petting, dog? <laughs> what are you petting? Oh Jesus! Spider. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, finished my second one. That was quick. Oh. Hi, baby. I have to figure out how to do this live with on Twitch or something one of these days. Hopefully soon. Um, one day. Deanna, final thoughts. Um, since we're not playing dodgeball, we can't, uh, even though we want to talk about it as much, if you haven't watched Tiger King on oh Netflix, gosh. please yes. watch it and talk about it online because that is just as amusing as talking about dodgeball. You will love it. Please talk to me about it. I've seen that on my Facebook all freaking week, and um, I it's so worth it. I'm on board. It's I got to so check this it. out. I told my parents they need to watch it. That's how I, great. Oh, yeah. I told the chief. 
she was like, I don't get it. She watched one episode and then stopped. And I was like, what in the name? How could you stop watching that? It was hilarious. It had everything you needed. It was full on shenanigans. I'm expecting there's going to be a lot of teams when we start playing dodgeball again that are going to dress up like Joe Exotic or Carol. one of the many Car- Carol. <laughs> uh, there's there's going to be so many teams that are going to be parroting that. And I think it's going to be great. So if we can't talk about dodgeball, talk about that. I don't even know where to begin. I just I just quick type Tiger King and I am I'm on board. Uh, I will Wow. Okay. You can exactly. I gotta find out what that's about. Um <laughs> I binged it in one night. Oh man. That's gonna take me like a week or so. But Oh yeah. Seven episodes, it's an hour. You can do it. I'll see what I can do. I'll put a dent into it. I gotta finish narcos. Um great show by the way um yeah very true very true thank you uh jen final thoughts yeah just thank you to all the community for being as great as you are um in terms of providing resources when you can to people that need them i mean this is a community of dodgeball but also and beyond we are an incredible incredible group of people and we've done a lot for everybody in the community and beyond. And I just, you know, it's, it's a really great time to be a part of USA dodgeball. And I, I hope that we can continue moving forward with it. So thank you all for everything. Nice. Um, to kind of, uh, piggyback on what you're saying, Marie, about this being fun. Um, I agree. And, um, this podcast has become like a very selfish, like, way to vent and also just kind of escape the reality that I've been experiencing the last two weeks. So without getting too mushy, um, it's always a joy and a pleasure talking to you guys. Um, the time flies by. And honestly, when we wrapped up the round one, uh, recap, I think we stayed on the zoom call for like another 30 minutes and it, it just really hit me like under no other circumstance would I've ever met, um, these, these individuals, like, like, First of all, playing the game puts you in contact with a lot of people, but podcasting has given me a chance to get to know a lot of you. Um, I wish I could say really well, but just well enough to be like, oh, like there's Jen or there's Alicia or there's Deanna. Like I, I get to see you guys like once, twice, maybe three times a year. Um, and it's always like, it's always good company. So um, when we have really weird situations like we have now, it's it's one of those like extra like resources I can tap into to just feel better and not feel like freaked out or, or stressed or, or bummed. Uh, cause I know that, um, that sounds cheesy, but as a community, we'll, we'll get through this. So I definitely appreciate you guys spending time, um, and making this nice distraction. I really hope that, um, people that do listen to this episode get a chance to escape as well and tap into this resource and much kudos to you, Becca, for making these, these chats happen. Cause I feel like uh, a lot of people that aren't used to being introverts probably, really need this um so thank you all really just for uh for myself from on behalf of me and i would drink but i'm out so i would have to get another beer two whole beers two whole beers better steve (laughs) with your life yep otherwise i'll get murdered by size um but yeah i think we'll go ahead and end the interview there all right so that was a um the first of what I hope would be many women of the South uh, discussions. And while this did not really pertain around any type of chronological um, series of events or any event in particular, 
what I've noticed is that uh, one of the ways that the dodgeball community is coping with uh, the social distancing, quarantine, and all the effects of COVID-19 is that we're pretty much just finding new ways to interact with each other and ensure that the community aspect of dodgeball stays intact. And I, I really wanted to just take an opportunity to kind of tap into that and maybe just get like a sample of what is going on with these Zoom calls. Um, again, we, we can't play dodgeball, so any any opportunity I have to talk about it is is a great one, even if it means, you know, kind of loosening up on the rules a little bit and maybe having a, f- a beer or two myself, which I, I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you can you can tell I've, I've had a couple and it, they're they're intact to me. So before I go on some kind of crazy uh, buzzed rant, I will just kind of leave it at that. So if you enjoyed this one and would like to hear more, uh, please let me know or set them up and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Again, there's not much dodgeball happening, so we're either going to interview people 1v1 or uh, in a panel, and I'm more than happy to either make it happen or facilitate it, and I think that will just be one more way that we can get through this uh, these crazy times. So on that note, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Yourself, Becca. Becca, we lost you. She died. There you are. You are unmuted. There you are. See, did you mute me? I did. I'm so sorry. Oh my (laughs) god. God. I did not mean to do that on purpose. (laughs) Great. Oh, shit. Great. So this is what social distancing is like. You can just I am so sorry. Oh, if I knew that in life, uh, uh, shut it, shut it down. Wow, I am so sorry, oh, Becca. Damn. I, just, I was trying to because uh, I heard some, her mic off. I heard some feedback, and I you thought said I'm done. <laughs> I did not. Fine. You know. I hear the Oscar sounds are on the background. Oh. I'll I'll, uh, I'll wrap it off in two seconds. What had Even happened? No, music. no. I so I had her closeout music. Damn. I'm so sorry. No, I I heard <laughs> I heard feedback, and I thought it was coming said, from Alicia because every time you you're know t- there's a difference between Alicia and Becca. You can read. Yes, I can. I could also see. And then when I went to mute Alicia, it just kicked onto you because you were talking, and I was just like, I I f this up. I'm so sorry. Oh man. Hey, Damn. just so anyone's clear. Hey. Steve is blushing and he's so awkward right now. Oh, yeah, no, I... double, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Two goals. <laughs> I might as well get another one after that. I'm so sorry. Um, well, you get my point. Okay, Steve, you get my point. Well, I'm going to need you to read it. So, give, me, give me one second. I will find out exactly where Ooh, I messed my... up. Okay, I'm recording now.